This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Billboard Charts. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. How's it going, Katie? Uh, pretty good. How about yourself, Keith? I'm all right. My fingertip is tingly, and I don't know why. Uh, I have no answers for you. None. Um... <laughs> Uh, but it may be related to well, I'm I'm probably not. I but I did get my first uh, COVID vaccination shot oh, this weekend. That is not a side effect I've heard about. No, nope, I you don't could think be the first is. one. <laughs> I don't. I don't think a tingly fingertip is a side effect of the first COVID shot. But uh. my arm is a little sore. I do have to say. I have heard that for sure. For sure. But um. But anyway, this isn't the COVID cast. <laughs> but I just wanted to share in that because my fingertips tingly and I got a shot the other day. Um. <laughs> Because as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how 12 years after Taylor Swift got her first number one album on the Billboard 200 with Fearless, she's back at number one with a re-recorded version of the same album. Plus, how the late DMX soars to number two on the chart with his greatest hits album, The Best of DMX, following his passing on April 9th, and how Polo G notches his first number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart with his new single, Rap Star. Plus, after last year's windfall of all-female collaborations, it's looking like it's another blockbuster year for superstar women teaming up. We'll take a look at all the 2021 female duets that are already making an impact and the ones looking like they are up next. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Alrighty, let's do the chart chat. First up, more than 12 years after Taylor Swift got her first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart with her second studio effort, Fearless. She's back at number one with a re-recorded version of the same album titled Fearless, Taylor's version. The new set is her ninth number one and scores the biggest week of 2021 for any album. It launches with 291,000 equivalent album units earned in the United States in the week ending April 15th of course, according to MRC data. Now, the original Fearless album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 dated November 29th, 2008, and spent 11 non-consecutive weeks atop the tally. I really liked how in her tweets she's been referring to it as Fearless, my version. 
Yeah. And uh, as we've discussed in depth on the show before, uh, back in February, Swift announced that she had re-recorded the Fearless album and that it was the first of a planned series of re-recorded albums. In fact, on Sunday, when we announced the news that Fearless Taylor's version debuted at number one, Swift tweeted that she was in the studio already working on the next re-recorded album. Mm, But which one of her albums could the next one be? Well, fans have their theories, and their theories are all 1989, but we don't know for a fact yet. No, no. I look forward to more <laughs> numerology guesses from the Swift Swifties. Um, well, there are many interesting achievements that Swift captures with her latest number one, so let's go through a few, just a few of them. So it's her ninth number one album, and that ties Madonna for the second most among women. Only Barbra Streisand has more among the ladies with 11. And the all-time leader for number one albums is the Beatles with 19 number ones. The new uh, Swift number one also gives Taylor the biggest week of the year in both equivalent album units and traditional album sales, uh, with 291,000 units, of which 179,000 are in album sales. The album also starts with... 143 million on-demand streams for its songs in the United States. That's a new record for a country album by a woman. Uh, And indeed, by the way, in case anyone was wondering, the new album is categorized as a country album, just like the original Fearless was back in 2008. Um, So, yeah, streamed. Hmm. It was streamed a lot. That's a lot of streaming. Um, You know, I thought that there were some interesting stats in, in your story on Sunday, Keith. You wrote that Taylor had the shortest wait between new number one albums for a woman because there was only four months between the number one debut of Evermore and then Fearless Taylor's version. Yeah. It's funny. We we all know about her putting out Folklore and Evermore uh, so close together last year. And then it's it's seriously just like, a you know, a, an embarrassment of riches for yeah. 50s. So in eight weeks, we'll probably get another another yeah. Taylor album. Exactly. I mean, quarantine, it's a heck of a thing. I mean, maybe yes. she's just, she's already had all, maybe she's already re-recorded everything and she just hasn't told anyone. I mean, she's basically taking an open book test where she's just copying everything that she'd already done before, except for the From the Vault song. Maybe, so, we, yes. think, maybe we think this is way harder than it is. And she's like, this is a piece of cake. When you can hire the best producers, it might be a little easier than we think. Um, Plus, crazy enough, Swift is the first woman to have three new number one albums in less than a year. That's right. With eight months and two weeks between the first weeks at number one for Folklore, Evermore, and now Fearless Taylor's version, Swift becomes the first woman in the 65-year history of the chart with three new number ones in less than 12 months. Previously... The fastest a female artist had notched three new number ones was in just under 14 months when Donna Summer topped the list with Live and More in November of 1978, Bad Girls in June of 1979, and On the Radio, Greatest Hits, Volumes 1 and 2 in January of 1980. Okay, so I noticed that you said that she was the first woman, so has anyone ever gotten three number ones faster than Taylor? Uh, yes, most most recently, uh, and we normally do this kind of statistic where I say the last act or the last person to do it faster was, instead of me having to look up every single time it happened. So right. the last time someone did this faster was Future, and he had three number ones in a little under seven months in 
2015 and 2016. And as an aside, Future also has a really interesting statistic, too, where he was the first artist to have, um, like, a debut at number one, followed by a debut at number one the following week, because he put out two albums one week after the other. Oh, that's right. So, like, if you're saying, like, who who got number ones, like, the fastest? I'm like, that's actually Future. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm wondering, uh, Katie, and I've been thinking about this, too, but do you think anyone could have done this, you know, have a number one album with such a big week that's a re-recording of a previously released album that was already a successful album? Like, is this, or is this just like a thing that's unique to Taylor Swift? This feels very uniquely Taylor Swift to me. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I know we've been comparing her. We talked previously on the podcast about other people who have re-recorded their material. And the closest we could get was like Jojo re-recording some early stuff. Um, Obviously, while we love Jojo and she's had some huge hits, uh, she uh, was never at the level that Taylor Swift was um, in those early days. Um, And then I also feel like the way she's put these From the Vault songs, um, you know, tacked those on, it's almost like how a legacy artist treats like a box set. It's like a deluxe reissue, yeah. Decades later, right? And you put out these songs that hit the cutting room floor, but she's doing it while she's still at the top of her game. Like she still has these two brand new number ones in the past year as well. And so it's this weird thing where it's like, it's like a cross between a brand new hot artist with a legacy artist that creates the, and then obviously all the, you know, business, personal financial issues that are tied up in this with the scooter and the Scott and the business dealings and all that. And the owning your masters, there's just so many things that create this perfect storm that I think is perfectly Taylor. It's perfectly tailored to Taylor. (laughs) Exactly. So to answer your question, no, no one else can do this. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and most people, most in most situations, I don't think that there would be a lot of interest in an artist doing sound alike recordings because right. it always seems like it's, oh, it's a cash grab. You're trying yeah. to fool me into getting the wrong version of the song because that is what we've known historically from artists who do re-recordings where they never sound as good as the original and we know it's not the one that I have all of my memories as a child attached to. It's some new version. I'm like, no, that's not the one I want. It's the old one. If Taylor... But she created this feeling of nostalgia yes. around it. That it's almost like you're lo- you're getting like a yearbook from your favorite artist or something. You know, just a looking back at that time. Yeah. And I don't think that people are so much concerned about whether it's the original recording or not. They're more like loving this nostalgia trip. You know, and I think it's just going to I mean, I think we'll see how it goes as she releases more and more, because there could be a little, um, you know, uh, dissipation of the interest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this one and she was probably smart to do, you know, her first album of the year Grammy winner, her kind of break breakthrough to the mainstream, you know, as far as like having two of her biggest pop airplay hits um, ever. And just I think that she was really smart to pick this one because there might be fatigue going down the line. For these projects. Yeah. Well, we shall see. We shall Indeed. see. Um, well, <laughs> next up, D 
DMX's greatest hits compilation, The Best of DMX, soars from number 73, which is its prior peak, to number two on the Billboard 200 following his passing on Friday, April 9th. The set earned 77,000 equivalent album units in the week ending April 15th, and that's up 544%. The 21-track album includes such hit singles as Rough Riders Anthem, Party Up, Up In Here, and X Gon' Give It To Ya. The Best of DMX marks the Late Star's highest charting album and first top 10 since 2006's Year of the Dog, again debuted and peaked at number two. In total, The Best of DMX marks his seventh top 10 album as he also opened his chart career with five consecutive number ones between 1998 and 2003. I remember when I first started here and you would write articles about people's you know, success on the Billboard 200 chart. And like DMX was always the one I was like, really? Yeah. Like he, he was like, he owned it. He owned it. Yeah. It was, it was highly unusual that you had someone had their first five albums debut at number one. And like, it was such an incredible streak. And I think a lot of people were like, DMX did this. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like Mariah. It wasn't these other people. And I'm like, yeah, it was DMX. He was that huge. Um, Well, in total, for the week ending April 15th, streams of DMX's songs grew 499% to three, to three, no, to 131 million streams in the United States, while his song sales grew 640% to 109,000, and his album sales jumped 574% to 22,000. His passing is also felt on the Billboard Hot 100 chart where he lands his highest charting song ever this week as Rough Riders Anthem re-enters at number 16, and that surpasses the number 17 peak of the 1990 hit Money, Power, Respect, the hit single from The Locks on which DMX was featured alongside Lil' Kim. I Uh, love that. That is such a good tribute, him getting his highest Hot 100 hit. Yeah. Uh, Well, also on the Hot 100, DMX re-enters at number 40 with Party Up Up In Here, and at number 46 with X Gone Give It To You. Lastly, Polo G achieves his first number one. In any any other week, this would have been the biggest news. But Polo G just happens to be third in line this week in a a series of really big news events. Polo G achieves his first number one on the Hot 100 Songs chart as Rap Star debuts atop the list. The track, which has been building buzz for like nearly a year earned 53.6 million U.S. streams and sold 5,000 downloads in the U.S. in the week ending April 15th, while attracting less than 1 million in radio audience impressions in the week ending April 18th. Clearly, this is a streaming hit, and radio hasn't invited themselves to the party yet. So, in turning a completely different direction away from um, our new number one, uh, is looking back at some number ones from last year, uh, because... Prior to last year, only five all-female collaborations had ever reached the top of the Billboard Hot 100 in the chart's 62-year history. But then in 2020, somehow, four all-female team-ups hit number one. And those were WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, Say So by Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj, that's a remix, by the way, Savage by Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce, also a remix, and Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. So it was just a a crazy big year for all female team ups. And it looks like 2021 could have another, you know, big year. We haven't had a number one yet by all ladies, but we have a lot of potential 
big hits on our hands. We have had a number two, by the way, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so first up, let's start by just talking about some of these uh, all-female collaborations that have been out for a few months, have already made some noise, uh, starting with a song that actually had its proper release in 2020, and that's Ariana Grande's 34 plus 35 remix. And um, that remix was released in January. Uh, the original was from the Positions album, which came out in October. But then in January, she added Doja and Megan Thee Stallion, and the song peaked at number two on the Hot 100, followed by a big old video of the three of them as well. Um, ooh, it almost got there. It's at this, so, it's at so this point, Ariana could put out just like a greatest hits album that's just collaborations if she wanted to. She could. Actually, I wrote an article... Uh, I think it was last month um, when they started talking about her collaboration with Demi. And it was specifically all of her all-female collaborations that have hit the Hot 100. And she has, like, I want to say 15 or 16 of them. I'll have to pull that article wow. back up. But, wow. yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, and those are just the ones that hit the Hot 100. She actually, I mean, she, you know, produced the Charlie's Angels soundtrack, which is entirely made up of just a bunch of, you know, collaborations among women. Right. Um, so that's kind of her her deal. So that's the biggest hit of all so far, um, at least to this point. Uh, another one that's uh, that's peaking right now, but came out in January, is uh, our friend Doja again with uh, Saweetie's Best Friend featuring Doja Cat. Have, do you know this one, Keith? I don't know this song as well as you do. Okay, this is a very fun song. I believe it's, um so far it's peaked in the top 20. It hasn't gone top 10 yet, but I totally see that that could possibly happen, especially looking at Doja's track record with the way, you know, Say So really climbed um, last year. I think that she totally could make this happen because this is a very fun, fun song. And it would be fun for Saweetie to have that big of a hit as well. And it's a cute video. I, I get the impression these two are literally best friends. And it's just a cute, like, best friend song. So um, I'm hoping this one this one keeps going. And like I said, it's just now peaking. So even after re- being released in January. So this one still has some juice in it. Um, another one uh, that Keith actually just wrote about is Miranda Lambert and Elle King's Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home. Uh, that one it's, was a, released... it's a sentiment that all of us have. <laughs> it's a... It's, it fits these two ladies' personalities to a T. Like, they're just, like, you can tell that they're, they're like, a broad you want to sidle up to the bar with. And that's definitely what this song is about. Um, this one was released in February, but, um, as Keith just wrote, it opened the ACM Awards on Sunday night. And, um, Keith, talk to me. What uh, what happened with this one uh, for sales after, oh, after the ACMs? Um, it was the biggest selling song performed on the show, uh, at least in terms of the day of the show. So on April 18th, it was the song of, of all the songs performed on the show. It sold the most that day. Granted, yeah. it also opened the show. So I think that certainly helped it too. Didn't it open the show, correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, I have a feeling that and Katie, you probably agree. I have a feeling that a lot more people became aware of the song existing because of the ACM Awards, even though the song has been out for a couple of months. And so maybe this will give the song some renewed life. I don't know. No, totally. And I, I think uh, Miranda has a fun track record of, you know, teaming up with other country ladies. Obviously, she's in Pistol Annie's, but then she also has had hits Carrie, with Carrie what was, Underwood. What was the Carrie track? Like Smoke it Breaks, was, um, Cigarettes, Smoke I'm something? I'm like singing it um it's called something bad something and bad. it okay. went like oh something bad that's a good song um and those two are great 
So <laughs> moving on to our next our next team up. Uh we had this one actually Keith put on my radar. Um, it's Ashniko's Slumber Party featuring Princess Nokia, released in January. Also, um, they put a video out in February. And as as Keith noted, if you loved WAP, <laughs> check out Slumber Party. <laughs> it's it's I know I noticed this track was starting to make waves on in terms of streaming, and it it had some playlist action, and it was kind of perking up on some of like below the radar on some of our streaming charts. And I listened to it, and I'm like. Okay, yeah, this is a bit. It's a it's a bit racy. I'll just leave it there. The title made me think back to uh, Britney, Britney Spears and Tinashe. Nope. It is that. That's just a walk in the park. <laughs> okay, so those are the ones that have been out for a little bit um, and are are still they're still hanging around. But we have a bunch that have come out in the last couple of weeks. It's actually kind of insane to look at the ones that have come out recently. Uh, one of which is from uh, Taylor Swift's new Fearless Taylor's version, and we talked about it in the show last week. That is "You All Over Me" featuring Marin Morris, and that went top ten uh, upon its release on Hot Country Songs. Uh, I think it marked Taylor's twenty fifth top 10 on that chart watch um, watch taylor have a bunch of like acm and cma and grammy nominees next year for all of these from the vault tracks that she just dropped that would on be us. crazy i have to say i was slightly disappointed i kind of thought they would spring a taylor performance on us um mm. on sunday night because keith urban hosted co-hosted with mickey guyton and he has two songs with taylor on uh the from the yeah. vault section so i just i and he also keith had a great performance by the way he did a song called tumbleweed i did i One had a of, great performance i love uh, yeah keith, you had a great performance um but i just i i don't know i wanted i wanted taylor to just like pop out of stage left but you know maybe that can't happen in a covid era show so um no surprises at a covid show um, but, uh, we already heard that one last week, so let's move on to the next one. There are two from, uh, Demi Lovato's new album, Dancing with the Devil. Um, we talked about this song the last couple weeks, actually. We have <laughs> met him last night. Grew for literally... third week in a row. <laughs> we really like this song. Met him last night featuring Ariana Grande. Well, and the thing about this one is that it did debut on the Hot 100, but very high, like in the 60s, I think. And so... In my mind, the real moment for this is going to be when they put out an inevitable video for yeah. it. So um, we'll really see, you know, what kind of juice it has when that video comes out. But then she also has uh, My Girlfriends or My Boyfriend featuring Saweetie. Hey. You notice there's a lot of these names we keep hearing again. Yeah, so this is there's clearly some some ladies who are, are teaming up over and over again, which is awesome. I feel like. We we'll get to we'll get to the group at the end that is like our MVPs of uh of the all female collab and then another one we mentioned last week was um, Gwen Stefani's slow clap featuring hey Saweetie <laughs> there she is again <laughs> so that remix and video um, featuring Saweetie came out a couple weeks ago now uh or no just last week I should say um. You know, I can't tell. We were recording on Tuesday, not the week prior, but the week before that. Oh, my gosh. Like Two a week weeks and ago. a half ago. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, after Gwen released the uh, the original song in March without Saweetie. Um, and this one is super fun, as we said on last week's show. Actually, can we can we take a listen? Even though we went out on it uh, last week's show, let's take a, a quick listen to Slow Clap. So 
this is just a fun i feel like sweetie just makes a song more fun is what i learned from listening to this one and gwen gwen is all about wanting to make fun music that makes people happy and she was she that's you know she said she said something to that effect when she introduced the remix of this on instagram so clearly she thought sweetie was like the right kind of vibe and energy to bring into the track as well totally and um, our next one, which I'd also love to hear a little taste of, is Doja Cat. There she is again. Kiss Me More featuring SZA. So let's take a listen to that. Can you kiss me more? We're so young, boy. We ain't got nothing to lose. Okay, so this is the first time ever that Doja and SZA have teamed up. But they also seem like tight homies in this video. Uh, this is going to be the lead single from Doja's upcoming third album, Planet Her. And it arrived. This is the video with the video games. Yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> and it arrived with a, it's a hilarious video. Basically they're like alien ladies and they have Don't. this hot. Wait, can I, I just have to say they have a hot dude from Grey's Anatomy in the video. Oh, he's I'm not, in Grey's Anatomy. I didn't yeah, realize he was in Grey's he's Anatomy. He's a Grey's Anatomy. I didn't, I did a slight deep dive on the actor because he was handsome and I he's wanted a handsome to know gentleman. I'm like, from. who are you? Exactly. And I won't give away, you know, the the ending of the video, but it's super, super fun. The song itself is great as well. I think that the marriage of the video and the song, this one is going to do some things. We will see. But, um, you know, Doja's uh, third album is very highly anticipated after what she did uh, last year. So um, I would keep an eye on this one to potentially enter the same blockbuster club that uh, Say So did last year. And uh, finally, we had to save the best for last. <laughs> we have Ari Lennox and Queen Nyjah's Set Him Up. Um, this one is a lot in the best possible way. Um, it's got a little The Boy Is Mine flavor or Same Girl, uh, if you know the Usher the Usher and the R. Kelly song. I read an article that referred to it as an Usher and redacted song, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was great. Um, but it's definitely a lot racier than those two ever were. Um, and this song is from the deluxe version of Queen Nyjah's um, on album Misunderstood Still, which came out a week ago Friday. Um, and now there's a video, too. So they're clearly um, pushing this one um to do big things uh keith i made you listen to this last week because <laughs> i and you were up here on like the genius.com like breaking down the lyrics well, okay <laughs> so i started listening to it and i didn't know what they were saying and i will full, and i, know I that, told had i had told you it was a story song and you're like story yeah like <laughs> where's the story i'm i'm not i'm not hearing it and it's just simply because i wasn't listening intently and I went to Genius and I was following along. I'm like, whoa, there is a story. And my, oh, my, <laughs> are there some interesting phrases that are being yeah. used? And I think both Katie and I agreed. We're like, wow, this is going to turn into an interesting visual because it is such a story song. And um, again, the video got delivered. And there is one moment in the video that I just re rewound a couple times. <laughs> and I just love the look that, that the girls start giving one another when they kind of have this dawning realization of what's happening. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So definitely watch that. And just to, to wrap this all up, cause the, we repeated a few names throughout this, but I have to say looking at last year, looking at this year, there are clearly four 
MVPs among this club of the all-female collaboration. And to me, they are Megan The Stallion, Saweetie, Doja Cat, and Ariana Grande. You, so one you of the four of them going to put out girls. a song. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that would be that would be incredible. <laughs> Please put that out into the world. <laughs> um, I look forward to it uh, on the BBMAs. Let's get all four of them there. Let's make yes. that happen. Yes. <laughs> We've got no power there. None. <laughs> um, well, now it's time for the chart set of the week. going to keep it lady themed uh, as we mentioned earlier taylor swift ties madonna for the second most number one albums on the billboard 200 chart among women and barbara streisand is in the lead among the ladies with 11 now i'm not going to ask you about madonna because that would be too obvious so <laughs> it is quiz katie time katie can oh, wow. you name just four just four of barbara streisand's 11 number one albums no <laughs> Can you name any? I can try. I can try. Um, did did she have like movie soundtracks that counted toward yes, her? She did. Uh, the way we were. Correct. <laughs> Yay! Um, A Star Is Born. Correct. Yes. Think- any like musicals? We have like Yentl in the mix. No, girl. No. <laughs> think think like what is like an iconic song of hers from the sixties. And that would also be the name of the album. uh, Don't Rain on My Parade. No, a simple one word. (laughs) People. Yes, people. The name of the album was People. So you got I did not know that. Did she have, um, didn't she have one where she did like duets with people? Was that a number one? She's had two of those so far. Can you name one of the titles? (laughs) Barbra Streisand and Friends. Nope. (laughs) Nope. That sounds like a 70s, like, you know, comedy hour show. (laughs) Oh, no, I, I can't. Um. I can't. Well, can I give you? A, okay, I'll give you a hint. Yeah, hint. I'll take a hint. Um, did you want me to give you a hint about one of the duets albums or some other album? Some other, whichever, whatever's the best hint. Um. Uh. So this album was number one in 1980, and it was uh, written and produced by uh, Barry Gibb and the Brothers Gibb. Hmm. Sounds like a good album. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, uh, uh, I'll, let me let me. I'm awful. Let me refrain. I love. Can I just say I love Barbara Streisand? You can't save it now. Um, <laughs> um, uh, okay, you're either going to be found innocent or proven guilty. Guilty is the name of the album from 1980. Hey. Okay. Um, here here are all of Barbara's eleven number ones. We've got People, okay. The Way We Were, Stars Born, Barbara Streisand's Greatest Hits Volume Two. Oh, I could have just said greatest hits. Okay. Yeah, sorry. but would you have gotten volume two? I wouldn't have gotten volume two. Guilty, the Broadway album, back to Broadway, Broadway part three. No kidding. Um, Higher Ground. It's an inspirational faith-based album. Love is the Answer, Partners, which was her first number one duets album. And Not then, duets, but partners. Okay. Partners. This was the one with all of the uh, male duet oh, partners. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, her most recent number one album, was Encore. Movie partners sing Broadway. And this was the one where she teamed up with musicians and and, and actors. So like Hugh Jackman and um, who else was on there? Uh, Jamie Foxx. Definitely bought that one for my mom for Christmas. And yet, it's in my Amazon purchases, but I can't remember the title of it. Um, So there you go. 
a slightly long chart set of the week, but it was worth it. <laughs> um, a little flashback to all 11 of Barbra Streisand's number one albums on the Billboard 200 chart. Well, this was a long show, Katie. <laughs> you know what? When we get a topic that we can go on, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, do? also, we had a big week on the charts. Taylor, DMX, Polo G, and big time. Um, our hope for a quad collab from Sweetie, Doja, Megan, and Ariana. Yep. Um, What song should we go out I mean, on? To be fair, the 3435 remix had three quarters of those women. <laughs> so we just have to add Sweetie to the mix. <laughs> there will be there will be another remix of 3435 and they'll throw yeah. her on. <laughs> but I feel like the best song to go out on would be a song that fits the theme and also was like pseudo mentioned. And that is The Boy Is Mine, Brandy and Monica. Great. We will go out on that and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.